Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey listeners, welcome to Amalia Anthology. Here, you can find a collection of our most read pieces on amalia.com, read by the authors themselves, so that you and our readers can enjoy your favourite articles in a new way. This episode, Iman Abbasi is reading her piece, Islam Poses the Last Legitimate Challenge to a Hegemonic Monoculture. Enjoy. Islam Poses the Last Legitimate Challenge to a Hegemonic Monoculture. The Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings be upon him, said, Islam began as something strange, and it will return to being strange, so blessed are the strangers. Source, Sahih Muslim 145. On Monoculture. Thanks to globalization, McDonald's golden arches are more recognizable universally than state flags or centuries-old iconography. Increasingly, the world consumes the same homogenized culture in its speech, clothing, cuisine, and media. Countries like the U.S. have created a global brand and boast of their reputation as a melting pot. This melting pot phenomenon, which sheds exterior differences to maintain one standardized culture, yields the monoculture. The monoculture maintains bland, but universally digestible tokens of culture, typically centered on that which the state can control and or leverage for maintaining the docility of the masses. Perhaps the largest resistance to monoculture today is religion, particularly Islam. While Judaism has rarely publicly guided the state politics of any Western nation, Christianity historically has. However, Christianity has experienced a concerted removal from the public sphere as holidays become secularized and prayers become banal platitudes. Islam, however, has largely resisted the grip of monoculture. Islam emphasizes that no singular culture is superior, thus creating an ummah that speaks hundreds of different languages, eats thousands of different foods, wears dozens of different clothes, and generally expresses its connection to its creator and to fellow creation differently than its neighbors. The beauty of Islam is that throughout its history, its unity has been in its lack of uniformity. The four madahib, for example, affirm how something can be separate but equal. As the bland monoculture of the West quickens in its exportation, contention between the West and Islam concurrently escalates. To be clear, Islam has a rich history in the West, 
Muslim rulers conquered lands as west as Spain, and Muslims have established communities in the U.S. since the time of the slave trade. Regardless, Muslims have rarely been as visible and contested in the past 100 years of the West as today, appearing on the covers of major magazines, holding executive bureaucratic positions, and dominating the evening news with the latest reports of Islamic terrorists. Blessed are the strangers. Muslims are the other and our identity as such challenges the hegemonic monoculture that has been manufactured and maintained by all major producers of culture, media, politics, and academia. Politicians like Trump see such a challenge as inherently antagonistic and have attempted to curtail the influx of Muslims into the U.S. through a literal Muslim ban. Brexit is similar, arguably passed to decrease the number of Muslim immigrants entering the UK. Other politicians, however, have welcomed Muslims as a crucial part of the Muslim, British, etc. identity, stressing how Muslims are no different from their non-Muslim counterparts. However, such an effort to humanize Muslims, though seemingly innocuous and commendable, debases the Muslim identity into nothing more than a cultural token. Muslims, distinct no longer by our five daily prayers or adherence to the sunnah, are often being characterized exclusively by the foods we eat or the exoticness of our arranged marriages. BuzzFeed is a prime example of producing content that centers Muslims engaging in unremarkable activities like watching a football game or enjoying hamburgers, despite their religious identity. The insinuation is clear. Here is how Muslims have overcome the way religion holds them back. Articles like this and videos like these do not celebrate how Islam enriches the lives of Western Muslims, but instead chronically how Muslims in the West have valiantly overcome the shackles of their backwards religion. Increasingly, people are tolerant of Muslims, but not of Islam. This is a manufactured reality. The U.S. State Department has publicly admitted to initiatives to moderate Islam, reducing it into the religion many Christians follow, private, in the home, segmented, and no more than a cultural token. There is legitimate power to be gained by diluting Islam in this manner for any state institution or corporation. When Muslims take the Shahada, they become part of the Muslim Ummah that passionately considers any other Muslim a fellow brother or sister. This is a threat to any hegemonic force that tries to control our buying power, political choices, and identities in general. The British, after all, perfected the technique of divide and conquer, as they knew the best way to control any population was to divide a unified peoples into smaller cultural, ethnic, and racial groups and turn them against themselves. This is precisely what we see today in the West. Producers of culture prop up a certain type of Muslim, usually Arab or Desi or upper middle class, to represent the Ummah as a monolith and effectively erase all those who do not belong to such tokenistic representations of faith. 
monoculture's manipulation of Muslims. Even liberal support for Muslim women and hijab is reflective of the concerted attempt to reduce Islam into nothing more than a cultural identity, one that can be later further diluted and squandered into the hegemonic monoculture. Iconography associated with the 2017 Women's March frequently featured a woman in an American flag print hijab. Her body, namely the affirmations of her religion that she put on her body, became the latest signpost in some vague Western pursuit for equality. However, the cries for equality we now hear are not ones for equity and social rectification, but for monoculture. Equality comes with a prerequisite, a precondition. In order to be afforded the comforts of our life, you must become like us. One must shed her differences and submit to the monoculture. The hijab, however, is distinct from other theophanies. It is external and explicit. The hijab instantly differentiates a woman from her counterparts. She physically declares her submission not to any corporation, nation-state, racial group, or ethnicity, but to God. Such a declaration is unnerving for those who have historically profited from keeping certain individuals marginalized. The equality promised to Muslim women is contingent to either stripping the hijab or redecorating it in an American flag print, one that is palatable and familiar enough to ease anxieties about her resistance. Unconditional acceptance. Indeed, the message we receive from our allies is that acceptance of our Muslimness is contingent on us shedding any vestiges of difference to instead bear the symbols of the hegemonic monoculture. BuzzFeed videos feature Muslims doing exactly so, raising the question of why one must sacrifice an existing identity to bear a stereotypical American or British etc. one, when the West purports to be a welcome host for all, as they are. In this desperate and misguided effort for acceptance, why do Muslims say what they are not before affirming what they are? The message received by those of us who refuse to yield is clear. Exist in our spaces, but do not challenge the status quo. It remains true that in cries for equality, focus remains on our similarities with others, with the deliberate silence on our meaningful differences, as even mention of differences are automatically considered antagonistic. Therefore, Muslim women may wear the hijab as long as it is in the print of the American flag, as long as her explicit difference from the monoculture is somehow muted and masked by that which is familiar to the maintainers of monoculture. Marginalized identities must be a means to prove to the West that their hegemonic monoculture is still dominant as look at how wonderful it is that the monoculture can force everyone to enjoy baseball and hamburgers. Acceptance in the West today comes with the steep price of breaking oneself into palatable pieces so that the monoculture may consume and then repackage one into a standardized happy meal, appetizing to none but digestible by all. 
Why do we paint smiles on our faces and swallow red pills that convince us that this assimilation is always what we have wanted? Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of the Amalia Anthology series. If you'd like to be a part of the anthology series or want to interview an elder, get in touch at contribute at amalia.com. If you enjoy the podcast and wish to support our production, head on over to amalia.com slash support. You can find us on Instagram at amalia underscore com and on Twitter at amalia underscore tweets. Like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you on the next one. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.